Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of The Black Sales Professional. I'm your host, James M. Fields. For today's episode, we're going to discuss controlling your own destiny. And what we mean by controlling your own destiny is, for those individuals who are considering an opportunity or a career as being a sales professional, I'm going to walk through the three different aspects of of sales and explain to you why I believe that being a quota carrying contributor is probably is the one position that gives you the best opportunity to control your own destiny. So now let's start with the other uh, other opportunities, right? Let's start first of all with the uh, with SDRs and why I think that actually they are probably the least secure uh, opportunity with regards to job security and controlling your own destiny your own destiny and what I mean what I mean by controlling your own destiny is this right what I mean is controlling your own destiny is where you have the ability to based upon your performance dictate how successful you can be. Whether you A, maintain your job, or B, have the ability to progress within your within your job. So when we look at first the SDR role, we have to understand something about the, the SDR role and the reason why I think it is probably the least secure um, position in sales that gives you to giving you the least amount of control of your own destiny. And the reason I say that is this. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine. And this colleague, we, we both worked together at ADP, and he left ADP to start a sales consulting uh, firm. And one of the aspects of his um, sales consulting firm over the years has been to start what's called a sales university in which case he hires uh, and trains SDRs and then after they've gone through the program for about a year or so then um, they either get placed or they end up going to another going to another organization but one of the things that during this conversation that I found to be very interesting was just kind of how he described the role and it was more or less like a temp to hire type of position. The companies that he that that partner with him for this role for the SDR role really view that SDR role. They're really only going to take maybe one, maybe two people um, and hire them, maybe. And that's if those individuals are blowing out their numbers. So here he is. He has over twenty SDRs. 
And at the end of nine to 12 months, only maybe one is going to make it into another role, whereas it may be another SDR role with inside the quote unquote company direct or a, a lesser um, sales position within the organization. So now why do I think that that so why am I saying that this is a, a you know a, um, a role that you don't you're not going to be able to control your destiny as much as, as possible. And the reason being is because y- you see as an SDR you can make your number. You can hit your number. You hit your quota, you know, the number of appointments that you're supposed to make. However, they're taking the best. So that means that let's say out of let's say you were on his team and there are 20 people and 10 of of the SDRs are making their making the expectation of the number, right? Well, only the top one or two, which means you have to be one of the top one or two in order to move forward. But the irony of the whole thing was, of course, was that the SDR role is really not designed for people to really move into a lot of individuals to move into sales. That's not a real, it's not a big pipeline. The matter of fact, most organizations are you hiring more SDRs and scaling back the number of uh, sales reps or eight or account executives that they're that they're they're having. And so the other reason that I say that this is a position that really doesn't really lacks the ability for you to control your own destiny is the fact that now I mentioned that you can make your numbers and still not be promoted into uh, an into an account executive role. The other, the other thing is this: every day around the, across the country, there are companies that are being built. Um, they're hiring and they're training and they're developing SDRs as call centers, so to speak. And then they're going to the senior vice president of sales of these are, of organizations, maybe yours, and they are pitching a lift and shift strategy so these individuals are out there trying uh, companies their whole mindset is uh, is to get companies now let me explain to you what a lift and shift philosophy is lift and shift is another word for outsourcing in which case an organization takes a group or a position and they shift it from being inside their organization to outside their organization, thereby putting a fixed cost on the particular on that particular role. So, by with a lift and shift strategy, it gives that senior VP the opportunity to control their sales cost and make it a fixed number because maybe they maybe they they may be paying a certain amount for. Um, for all of the SDRs that are making phone calls or maybe with bonuses based upon the appointments and meeting the, um, the key indicators and things of that nature. But anyway, when you are in a position in which your position can be eliminated or outsourced, um, you have a limited, you have a lesser opportunity to be able to, uh, control your own destiny, um, as well as, um, have solid job security. Now, the next 
role that I'm spe- that I want to talk about is that of sales leaders, right? Um, after you've gone from sales into sales leadership, does that really give you the ability to control your own destiny? Frontline managers, okay, yeah, but frontline managers typically, in some cases, when a company needs to squeeze and and improve their margins, your frontline managers, let's say today you have five salespeople for every manager. Well, what's one of the ways to save save money? Consolidate the teams and add more, make more people, assign uh, more reps to a specific sales manager and thereby reducing the headcount. The other thing is this, middle management of uh, sales leadership is really um, a position where not as much um, uh, the ability to control your destiny because once again, it's a position that can get where you can be laid off or let go or downsized or right-sized as, as many people may specifically call it. But across the board, in both of these positions, especially in the sales leadership role, you, you know, you look at uh, the, the actual um, perform, uh, annual review. And of course, when you're looking at an annual review, you have your uh, key performance indicators, your key, key, uh, KPIs, which you're evaluated against. Well, when you're in a non-contributor role, your KPIs are more aligned, more subjective as opposed to uh, actually being quantitative, right? Yeah, as a sales manager, they want your nut, they want a sales leader to make their number. But also, they have all these other uh, subjective components. Now, they want to make their number. They want the sale. They want you to your sales. Um, they may look at the number of sales reps that that you have on your team that are making their number. So those are quantitative uh, quantitative uh, KPIs. But then there's probably some subjective ones as as well. So which ones, of course, are weighted more or heavier than others? And the question is, of course, in the organization that you're in, if more weight is given to the subjective mat- sub, uh, KPIs than the quantitative KPIs, then, of course, your destiny is, is not as um, in your hands. And as a sales leader, the truth of the matter is your destiny and your paycheck is determined by your sales reps, how successful they are. I've seen situations where sales reps have just not liked or or didn't uh, didn't like the sales manager, and overall, as a collective whole, they just didn't perform. And so, you know, as a as a sales organization, you know, they look at things kind of like like sports teams. You know, you look at a baseball team, a basketball team, or football or hockey, whatever it is. When the team is not producing the way they want it to the organization wants it to produce the first thing that they do of course is you start looking at players or the players first right okay this person is not doing what they're supposed to do let's see if we can get a new a, a different person and maybe they'll that'll jump start the team eventually but if everyone's not performing well and morale is bad on the organ in the on the team what do they do they get rid of the coach so they get rid of the coach because they can't fire everybody on the team. It's the same concept as for sales. They can't get rid of the whole team. So the first thing that they'll do is, repl- is look to replace the leadership of the team. 
And by bringing in a new leader, they're looking to see if the team is going to start moving forward and producing at the level that they wanted to. And after that, once they brought in a new leader, then they may go after and start looking at more more closely looking at the various employee employees on the team. So the reality behind it is, of course, sales leadership, you don't control your own destiny. Your team controls your success. So that leads me to the number one position that I think is uh, control. It gives you the ability to control to maximize and control your your overall destiny. And that is to be a quota carrying contributor. Why do I think that? Because let's look at an organization. How many companies do you know that are trying to reduce their revenue? Not very many, right? Most organizations want to grow revenue. And you grow revenue by having salespeople that sell. So if you're making your numbers and exceeding your numbers, your job is pretty much secure unless you do something unethical, uh, break company policy in some way, shape, or form. And that at that point, you know, they may go ahead and, and let you go. But a company, if you're making your quota, which is the bu- their budget, right, the risk of letting a person go who's a producer and trying to replace them with someone else is really is really high because you don't know what you're going to get. So why would I get rid of a person who's producing to try and bring somebody else in that might not produce at the same level that this individual is producing? So now I run the risk of reducing my revenue trying to get rid of somebody. So as a sales rep, when you are making your quota, you make yourself valuable. And so it makes it very difficult for people to, um, for organizations to make a, uh, to move, to remove you. They don't want to because revenue is king. Even though when you look at, um, a lot of the organizations over the, over time, I've seen now with the annual reviews, uh, that even as salespeople, there's a subjective, there's some subjective KPIs, right? How well you work together with the team, your training and development, all that good stuff. And those are the things that your manager can you can can uh, how your manager can evaluate you to help you determine the type of raise that you may get within that particular year. But also it gives the organization the ability to take someone who, quote unquote, maybe the manager likes personally but is not producing quantitatively and gives them a little bit of time in which to get them to help turn the ship around and get them to produce at the level that they need them to produce in order to be successful. So there is a subjective component to the KPIs. What's subjective? Subjective just means it is it is subject to change. It's up to the it's it is in the, the opinion of the person who's evaluating you. And so it's something that cannot necessarily be quantitatively evaluated. It's an opinion overall, right? And you either meet it, exceed it, or however they do the, do your review. Now, as a quota carrier, let me tell you why, why I came to this, this decision, right? Um, I got into sales specifically because I wanted to control my own destiny. I had been in a position, I was in retail management um, out of college. I was in the National Tra- National Executive Training Program for Sears, 
fancy way of saying it was actually the training program for department managers and to start on the ground floor and work their way up for 20 to 30 years before you become a store manager. Now, the one when I was in this position, I realized that I did not control my destiny because out of all of the KPIs, there were quantitative KPIs and there were a lot of subjective evaluation uh, objections, ob- objectives. More weight was given to the subjective matter or KPIs than to the quantitative. For example, the numbers of the of the business, you know, those numbers, they were going to get those numbers whether it was me or someone else. Why? Because marketing had already determined uh, how much uh, merchandise, what they wanted, what kind of ads they needed to do in order to generate that type of business. So the revenue number, even though I was in place and I had to make sure, make sure that the floor was full, um, ad signs were correct, uh, my staff was fully trained and, re- and willing to and able to help and um, sell uh, product to the customers. They didn't place a lot of value on that because they felt like they could put, take anybody and put that put them in that position. And as long as they did the bare minimum of the job, the division or the department would perform. Whereas on the other side, they placed a whole lot of emphasis on all of the subjective matters or evaluation uh, criteria, and so. When um, I was with Sears, me and the manager, me and the store manager, didn't necessarily see eye to eye. I realized that I was replacing another African American male, and my employees who had been around told me they said, "Hey, you know what? She's doing you or treating you in the same manner and pattern that she did the person who you replaced," and. She's giving you the hard time just like she did him. And you need to be, you need to be aware of it and, and be on the lookout. She's made some sta- and she's made some statements that are racially insensitive. So they had made you know, had employees that made complaints and things of that nature, but one of the things that happened with my review, I noticed when it came down from my initial evaluation. I was rated very I was rated low, but not really, really, really low, but I was rated below expectations, unsatisfactory for all of the subjective matter, all the subjective um, KPIs. <clears throat> However, for the quantitative KPIs, I was rated meeting and exceeding expectations. And some of those those quantitative KPIs weren't things that necessarily, for example, uh, sales per hour by by rep, um, by uh, by associate, um, number of credit, you know, credit applications taken. Those were things that I kind of had an I could kind of control because it was about training of the employee and and getting them to understand how to ask the questions and get people to apply for the credit cards. So, but when it came down to the to the actual uh, review, more weight was placed on the subjective 
components. And so I was given some time and said, well, we're going to review you in another 30 or 60 days or something of that nature. And lo and behold, the review came back. And this time, the review was different. All This time, I got totally unacceptable for all of the subjective items. And the quantitative items were all above. What was really interesting was I was being held accountable for all the things or held, I guess, to the, uh, to a different standard because I was being dinged or being chastised or written or uh, negatively uh, reviewed for the very same things that my counterparts that didn't look like me were having, were having the same situations. Um, you know, employees not showing up for work, things of, things of that nature. And so... Um, basically, I ended up resigning from the position um, so that I was not uh, uh, was not terminated. But when I left, I decided at that point in time that I wanted to be in a position that I could control my overall destiny. That I didn't have to worry about being in a position where if me and the my boss didn't necessarily see eye to eye or didn't get along or they viewed me in a in a negative light because I'm an African American that they wouldn't be able to get rid of me so very easily now not that things don't happen just because you're in sales right you know what do you have you you know you can have situations where they'll put you in a territory that they think uh that may not yield the results that you you know that someone else's territory may get but still, you have the ability to control your destiny. And what I mean by that is, even though you may have various situations, maybe they don't give you as many leads as they give someone else, or maybe your you know your territory does, has a lot of smaller accounts as opposed to uh, someone else. So you have to sell a lot more in order to make your quota. All those things may be hurdles that may be in your way, but you still have the ability to make your number and to make and to control your destiny. So for those reasons, I think that the sales as being a contributor overall gives you the best opportunity to control your destiny and to give you the best amount uh, opportunity for, for job security in the 21st century and beyond. So, in conclusion, just kind of summarizing, there's the three roles of sales, right? You have your quota carrying contributor, you have your uh, SDR, and you have sales leader. And of the three, the most secure or one the one part one position that gives you the most control over your over your livelihood, over your future, and over your job security is that of being a sales, uh, an actual quota contributor. Because as long as you're making your numbers, like I said, very few people are going, very few companies are going to uh, get rid of someone who's making their numbers and, and exceeding their, their quota. Um, as a sales leader, you have to contend with the fact of your sales team may not get along, may not like you and may decide and, and they can control your income as well as your overall success within the organization, unless, of course, you do well on the subjective uh, 
side in the politics within the organization. The third and the least, um, I guess, secure is that of the SDR. As an SDR, you don't have very good control over your destiny because even though you may make your number, you're not in quota, you're not guaranteed a sales position. You're not guaranteed to be able to move into another organization or move higher into your organization because you don't have sales experience. And at the same time, the SDR role is one that is at risk. It's one that a company or a senior vice president could decide to outsource, in which case tomorrow or you may come into it and have a job one day and then uh, maybe another day your position could be eliminated and outsourced and turned over to another company. And then hopefully that company, when they do the shift, gives you, still maintains your ability to maintain your job. But the reality behind it is, like I said, the SDR role is probably the least secure of, of all the three roles. And the one um, that gives you the least amount of control over your overall destiny and job security. If you haven't done so, don't forget... You can subscribe to our, to the podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Speaker. And if you're like me and you like seeing video, check us out on our YouTube channel, Black Sales Professional. If you haven't visited our website, take a few seconds to go out and, and visit the website. You can see the tips of the Tuesday sales tips. You can also review and watch the uh, latest episode and listen to the latest ep episodes uh, on the website. And there'll be more to come from the website. The address for the website is www.blacksalesprofessional.com And this is your host, James M. Fields. Until next time, take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.